0: And thank you all for listening to the Truth Be Told Hosea 4 6 podcast Thank you so much Thank you so much for tuning in um, This has been a very uh, Adventurous past few months um,
1: I don't even remember When we posted our first episode I think was it was it? right I mean, Coronavirus right when it started to hit Was it in March or April? I know when it hit in March I think, I think it was, it was March. in March. Or March
0: I think it was towards the end of March I think, I don't know, but we're looking to that, but it's been a very uh, adventurous and trying and exciting and um, busy past few months. And it's probably been like that for a lot of people. Um, you know, uh, we started the podcast, uh, shoot, um, job situations, shoot, you know, transitions Lord and Lord immersion and, and <laughs> You know, so much has been going on that we'll Mm -hmm. get into um, today. Um, So we're going to share something a little personal for this episode. Um, um, I guess to maybe help out some brothers share our experience and and hope, hopefully um, this episode will be a blessing to some guys who, who may be going through the same situation as we are um, during this time. So, covid has challenged our manhood covid challenged our manhood these past few months um challenge is probably an understatement the 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 image I'm getting in my mind is how the gladiators used to fight back mm-hmm. in the greco-roman days mm-hmm. and you know I don't i don't know if if it's just a movie situation but you know they used to be thrown in the pit with lions and 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 Goliaths and and all of these type of you know
1: crazy situations. Man. They did a whole lot, man. It would. <laughs> and, I mean, you can take that with uh prior to uh, people that were being crucified. Mm. I used to make them fight gladiators and all this other you know, mm-hmm. run from animals and all that stuff. Tire them out. Have fights with with fifteen soldiers and it just be one dude. You know exactly.
0: exactly um and that's i i could probably say that's that's every bit of how i felt Mm -hmm, um, or mm -hmm. had been feeling during these past few months um shoot um what's what's one thing that has challenged you the most during these past few months
1: man 'Cause you know my story, bro. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it is I think what what has really challenged me has been to take my hands off of the situation mm. and let God be God and do what God is going to do. Mm. Because there were some nights, man, I I mean I would wake up in the middle of the night because I didn't have a job to go to. Mm. Uh, I would get depressed where I was getting depressed on Sundays going to work. I would get depressed on Sundays realizing I wasn't going to work. Mm. You know, it was the frustration. I let me stop there because I'm what about you? Because this this (laughs) this is deep.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah. Um, I think, I think, man, it's been it's been probably just trying to adjust to one, the the job situation. Yeah. Um, and then two, um, being at home mm. with, with my family. I'm, I'm trying to tread this lightly because I, I feel like some people's eyebrows are going to start raising. I enjoy my family. I love my family. Um, it was just a different transition because for my job, I would mm-hmm. I would go to work, mm-hmm. come home, have a couple hours to myself, go with my son, and the rest of the evening would be for family, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then that went from that to 24 seven, my wife and my son are at home. Um, so it was an adjustment to, you know, try to balance my time, you know, to try to, you know, still feel Still feel like a man. Yeah. Still feel like you know I, I still had that that peace of mind that mm-hmm. that that feeling in my heart that you know that I'm 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 doing my part as a man. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah.
0: So I think kind of all of that bundled together. <laughs> I know I know we said one thing, but all of that bundled together, man. That, oh yeah. It, it was it's like a marathon or something, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, cause here in the U S coronavirus hit at once. We heard about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But when it hit over here, I mean, it was like, bam, you know, it was like a punch from Mike Tyson in his prime to your jaw. Mm -hmm. And, uh, some people may not have thought it was going to be that bad. It was just going to stay in China, but I mean, it really shut the world down. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, it messed with a lot and it still is messing with a lot of people's minds mm-hmm. because let's see, I've been working this year. Let's see. Yeah. I've been working for 18 years of my life and uh, I'll be by God's grace. I'll be 33 in a couple weeks, about a week and a, yeah, a week in a couple days. So I'll be 33 years old. <clears throat> and so that really, that challenged me of not having a job but I'll share my story a little bit. I left my job right before coronavirus hit. And uh, so once it hit, I was like, oh, crap. What am I going to do now? Mm. Because you're starting to hear about places shutting down. Mm -hmm. Right. But I'll be honest. So it was during the end of 2019, and I believe it's gonna help some brothers. It's between any of you some sisters that listen. It's in between in the, in the in the end of 2019 December, right? My my second daughter was born. We had a rough time in the hospital, right? Uh, my wife almost died. We had to stay extra days because of because of that situation, and we had to stay longer because our daughter. Uh, our youngest daughter lost significant amount of weight in the hospital, so they had a they had to do a whole process where it's called boarding. And my nurses that listen, they know what boarding is. Um, so briefly, boarding is let's say my wife is discharged. However, because we have a child that is still in need of care, they'll keep us there, almost like we're renting renting a room from a hotel or something like that. You know, uh, my wife still gets treatment from the nurses, the doctors or whatever. Um, not as much, but they're still making sure she has her medicines and all that stuff. But anyway, so we had to stay long because of that. Um, the job that I was at during this process, you know, was playing with my time. They took my vacation time. I didn't get paid for them. For, I wasn't getting paid for that, that paternity leave. Uh, so that was rough. However, I ended up getting a new job. And I interviewed for this job like a year and a half ago. And uh, so I ended up starting that job right in, you know, starting in January. However, it was a lot of red flags going in that job. Uh, one of my good buddies from my old job, him and I still in communication today, real good. You know, I still have really good relationships with that past em- uh, place of employment. Because uh, I was there for so long. Um, you know, he, he was like, man, he said, man, Trey, I ain't trying to, you know, down you or anything, man. But uh, it's kind of strange that they'll call you a year and a half later i like yeah you know but it is what it is i was so upset with that place i was like let me go ahead and, and dip out and get them back like a high thing you know um it was a step up i'm not going to lie you know paying a lot of money but at the same time it was my i was not being trained you know, I was being blamed for the condition of the warehouse on the second and third week. I was like, "Dude, I just started working. I haven't even been trained., <laughs> that's crazy, yeah, you know and it, it was just certain stuff like that, and it was you know nobody was on the same page, and then it it just led to the point of you know i over i I overheard a group of them talking about me in a bad way. I was like, "You know what? I really didn't want to be here." I was like, "That's the straw that broke the camel's back." Mm-hmm. But it was also, like I told my wife, I said, it's also a combination of just being burnt out, you know, with a new baby, changing of jobs. You know, I was just, I was mentally burnt out. And then on top of that, now, you know, I left my job. Uh, You've got two kids, you got a wife, you got a house, you got responsibilities. Um, Thank God for being smart with money. You know, we really haven't, praise God for that part of of not struggling and, and uh, still having lights on, bills paid, you know, and that's not because, well, your wife picked up. Uh, no, no, I paid through that. I paid that, you know. My wife has stepped up and helped mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get to that point eventually, but I was like, you know, I came home, I told my wife and uh, her reaction, you know, she a black mm-hmm. woman, you know, so <laughs> 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 it wasn't pretty, but You know, I look back on, I was like, you know, you deserve to be upset. You deserve to be mad because her first, her first thing she said, I never forget how she said it, the way she looked at it. She (laughs) said, but Trevor, we have kids. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's when that decision hit me like Mike Tyson. I was like, oh, don't worry about it. I can find another job. Cause I was like, well, I got the credentials. I can do this. I can do that. And so that's when coronavirus hit. And it was like, now we're talking about shutting down. And so I'm just like, oh, my Lord, what am I going to do? Yeah. And so, yeah, that's that part right there. It's just dealing with the fact that uh, you've got coronavirus. You're out of work. The way they're talking about stuff is shutting down. You're starting to hear about the unemployment rate jumping to, what, 40, 50 million people when it was at its height, you know, um, I'm sitting there scrolling on my phone, uh, how to go into the military, what, what jobs can I do? And, you know, what I qualify for based off of, um, you know, my degrees, you wouldn't just come in as a normal enlisted, uh, soldier or, um, Petty officer in the Navy or what have you in the in the other respective branches, you know, so I was exploring that option. uh um, my wife and I we talked about that, I was like, if something don't jump off by this date, I gotta go. you know I gotta do something, and it was just like I can never find peace in that mm-hmm. and I felt like that was God like saying, Wait a minute, hold on before you run and make another mistake,, mm-hmm. you know trust me and that's the hard part is when you hear god say do you trust me ask me do you trust me do you trust me or trust me that's the hard part he's like lord i got i gotta do this i gotta do this i gotta do this i gotta do this and he's just saying trust me trust the process so um i'll finish up the story later i want to hear a little bit about what you what you got had going on during this time period
0: man so um already uh so i before the coronavirus hit, I, um, I, was, uh, I was doing I, – well, I can kind of take a couple more steps back further. So I've been a full-time entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur for uh, two – one – like a year and a half, mm-hmm. starting in 2017. My wife got pregnant, and then we had um, our son – in 2018 yeah 2018 Had us in 2018 so um i said you know what that's that's not going to be enough to help cover a lot of the expenses and bills etc etc so i went back to um the old job that i was at Mm -hmm. um, before um 2017 went back to that job the setup was nice it was part-time i was getting paid a nice rate Mm -hmm. um you know, I was I, w- I would go in in the morning, do what I need to do, come back home, um, still have time to be able to put towards my business, et cetera, set a perfect setup. You know, I, and then because I didn't work every day, I only work three days a week. Mm-hmm. I was still able to, you know, spend time with um, our son, watch him and we wouldn't have to pay for daycare.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So uh, fast forward. um, a lot of sketchy things, and and the interesting thing is, people always ask me. They 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 say, you know, what happened to the job that you were at? I said, oh, they closed down. They like, oh man, this this coronavirus really hit everybody. Mm-hmm. I said coronavirus didn't hit this company. <laughs> they were already on the brink of closing down anyway. Wow. wow. The the owner didn't want it. He didn't want the company anymore. He didn't want anything to do with it. And it was just a lot of sketchy things going on. A lot of um, just just bad business going on. Mm-hmm. Um so I felt like, you know what, this is another another period of time where I feel like the Lord is is um he's either doing two things. He's either he's either giving me another chance at entrepreneurship. So I will say the first time I did it was not as fruitful as I knew it could have been. Mm-hmm. But this time around I felt like it was another chance and another another stab at doing what I you know what I'm truly passionate about. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. company closes down and um you know I'm 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 getting the unemployment and everything. Life is good. And uh I'm just I'm I'm seeing a lot of things happening for my wife. A lot of things opening up she's doing starting a lot of venture you know what well, not a lot of ventures but she's starting a new uh a new venture mm-hmm. just became a real estate agent she just mm. got a job being a dean of students for high school um here in yeah yes that's yes, applause applause um and uh just seems like everything is just going well you know she's in college you know she's paying half you know 50 percent for a master's degree at uva mm. which You know, happens to be one of the top Mm -hmm. education programs, if not in the state, in the nation, uh, or if not in the nation, in the state, rather. Mm -hmm. Um, I think think she told me it was like number two or something like that. But but Mm -hmm. in any regard, Um, so much is happening for her. Like I said, when coronavirus hit, everything shut down. We're at home 24 7. And, um, A lot of my time was being put towards, you know, family, spending time with her, spending time with Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. I wasn't feeling fulfilled at all towards the things that I know I could be doing. Um, just wasn't, wasn't a lot of fulfillment fast forward. Um, so that's like one kind of one portion of it fast forward. Now I'm at this point where it's like, okay, this unemployment is about to dry up real soon. Yeah. Um, I I have to do something. So now I'm thinking to myself, okay, what type of man is going to have a wife and a son? His wife is pulling all of the weight. You know, I might as well be a stay-at-home dad. I might as well call myself that or stay-at-home husband. Mm -hmm. And all this stuff is weighing on me. Like, you know, nothing is... I'm trying to say this like, cause there might be some stay at home dads and stay at home. There's nothing wrong with being a stay at home husband or a stay at home dad. Yeah, You just dealing if, in
1: what, what was in your mind at that exactly, time. Exactly. That's cool. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm, I'm getting to this point where it's like, you know what? I, I just don't feel like I have an identity. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't feel like my manhood is truly defined. Yeah. Um, You know, i'm trying to pull from each and every different way of what a man looks like and Mm -hmm. and you know hearing your story i'm like man why don't i have that same drive to to work you know but then it's like i don't want to work for people i want to i want to do what i'm passionate for i want to you know i want to i want to move in this in this industry of of, um you know coaching and counseling Mm -hmm. um you know, I wanted to go back to school. I really feel like the Lord is leading me to go back to school, but I'm looking at that, that those payments. And I'm like, ain't no way I can pay for this. And my mm-hmm. wife is like, well, we can do it. And I'm like, no, I'm not bringing in any enough money in to be able to fund this. And she's like, "But well, we can do it. And I'm like, but I, I have to feel comfortable yeah. that I'm bringing something in to mm-hmm. the pot to say, mm-hmm. yeah, let's both tackle this thing together. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of all of that just wrapped into one, um, And it's just, it's just eating me up, man. Eating me up. Yeah. And, and, um, I had been depressed before Mm -hmm. and I started to really feel like I was going down this road again. Man. And and it was just so much of a weight, so much of a weight and just burden on me because I'm trying to figure things out and it doesn't seem like, like, um, like, like anything was happening. So, Mm -hmm. um. Um, you know, I, it was just, it was, it, it was a mess, man. It
1: was a mess. Truth be told, Hosea four six hosts would like to thank all of those who listen to this podcast. With your continued support, the hosts stay inspired and encouraged to continue doing this ministry. If you are liking the content being put out, please consider donating to TBT Hosea four six for more episodes to be recorded and released. To donate. You can make this contribution to TBT Hosea four six cash app or PayPal at paypal.me forward slash TBT Hosea four six. Yeah, man. I, um, let me look, speaking on the depression, man. It, and I was keeping my daughters during this time period. I'm not working. Mm. I love them. I would give my life for them. You know, <clears throat> I would, I'm going to say this now, like my wife say, uh, I'll put on that orange jumpsuit for them. Trust and believe that I'll, I'll go and hunt for somebody that harm my two girls, and I got some folks that will join too, because <laughs> those are my daughters. But at the same time, I found myself getting angry. Like my daughter, you know, our, you know, your son and and my oldest are the same. They're two days apart, so mm. they're at that age where they're exploring. You know, their minds are active, so you know, she's getting into stuff and it's be it's just like little stuff, you know what I'm saying? And I would I would snap. And it wouldn't be because of her, it's just frustration with myself. Um, because I, I, I remember what Chris Carter said uh before, you know, whatever happened with him and uh first things first episode uh, with Nick Wright. But he said uh he had a coach in high school. He said the coach told him, he said, son. I'm going to teach you not to quit because once you quit the first time quitting becomes easier after that. Mm-hmm. And so that played in my mind. I heard that like a couple of years back, you know, and, and I haven't always had the best job situation as far as like being at the perfect job. But when I was ready to bust and move and like, man, y'all can, y'all can take this job and shove it. Uh, that came and played back in my mind. Like, no, I'll stick it out. It's, it's going to make me a better man for it. I'm, you know, uh, I may not want to be here, but but God's got something for me. Um and so that that during this fast forward going back to watching my daughters, um, that was playing through my mind, like, man, you a quitter, you ain't nobody. Mm. Uh, you know, you less than a man, your wife can't even look at you sometimes or you know, mm. uh Look at the way your wife don't even really talk to you like that no more um and I know my wife doesn't mind talk 'cause we we openly share this te- this is a this is, trust me wait to the end of this this is a big testimony um mm. but um you know and 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 so depression was starting mm. uh and I'll be honest, I told my wife this um and even we started going to to counseling I had suicidal thoughts mm. There'll be times I'd be sitting in the office, uh, my office that I'm in now, uh, and the enemy go and say, Go ahead and get your get your gun and blow your brains out. Mm. You'll never amount to anything. You know, and I would I would I would ponder on that. Mm. I would seriously ponder on that, and tears would come down my eyes thinking about my two girls.
2: Mm.
1: And uh it's just like you know how the Lord speaks, man. Sometimes the Lord don't say everything you want to hear. But it's like the Lord spoke he said, how selfish of that, how selfish of you would you be if you did that? Mm. And I was like, you know what? And then I was I started to recollect, okay, we're now in May. We're now in June. You still got lights. You still mm-hmm. have food. You still have running water. Mm-hmm. Your wife is still here. Your kids are still here. You still have every amenity you have. You have never been in jeopardy of losing anything. mm
2: mm-hmm
1: you know and that's a testament of how uh um you know just in this process of trusting god yeah um but even man I, my marriage went through it mm-hmm. you know we were on the on the brink of of separation mm. i remember the first day of that we you know my wife we man we had a bad fight dude just a bad argument and uh you know i i came home pretty late uh, I went over to, to to see my mom, check on my mom. Um, and I was just like, all right, Micah's gonna go pick the girls up at four o'clock. And so I was like, I'm gonna let her handle everything. So she went to pick the girls up at four, and I knew that she normally would get home about in between four thirty, five o'clock. So uh this this night, this particular night, I decided to get home about seven thirty, eight o'clock. Mm. You know, I went to get me something to eat, some food, you know, and I came home, I sat down and ate my food and I went upstairs and kids were asleep. She did all of that, gave him a bath, put him to sleep. And, uh, you know, she said, can we talk? And I said, there's nothing to talk about. And then it was just like, you lighting a fuse on that firecracker. Once you to the end, <laughs> boom. It blew up. I mean, it blew up bad. You know, I, I was, uh. Trying to leave the house, um, because I didn't want to deal with it, I was trying to escape my reality, escape the mistake that I made. Mm-hmm. And uh, so fast forward, she was like, You know, the we, you know, made up and all that, apologized for things that we had said to each other. Um, uh, we went to counseling, we started counseling, and mm-hmm. uh, that first day of counseling, <laughs> it was bad. I mean, it was. The counselor was like, he looked at my wife and he said, I can tell that you're tired, Micah. And he said, Trevor, I can tell you don't want to be there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh after that counseling session, we didn't even speak to each other for the rest of the day. Wow. Yeah. But it helped us because, I mean, now, I mean, that's, 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 uh, my mom would tell me anytime I would, I would run and complain about marriage, she wouldn't even, she wouldn't have it. hmm she would say, Trevor, she said, there's going to come a point in time. God's going to make you live your vows out. Mm. And she said, this is probably one part of your vows that you have to live out. Mm. And she said, it's a painful, sometimes it can be a painful process. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, that's what that, that portion is. But this has made us so much stronger in our marriage and I mean, I believe it. You know, I I said, I said, my wife is a rock. I mean, she held on. She had, she was right there. Yeah. She, in times when we were about to let go, she fought. When I, I didn't want to fight for them and she wanted to fight. She's like, no, nah, I ain't going nowhere. She said, I made a commitment to you and to God said, I'm yeah. going to stick this thing out. It's rough right now. We're going to stick it out, you know, and i go in my room and, and the Holy Spirit got to deal with me on some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So,
0: And, you know, I think I think what's what's most compelling about this situation is that, you know, our wives did not leave. Yeah. You know, in the midst of what we were dealing with, what we were going through, what we were Mm -hmm. challenged with, what they were challenged with, what they were going through. They still stuck through it with us. You know, my, my wife is a hard worker. She. She's doing her master's program. She just started real estate. She's summer summer school uh, coordinator. Mm -hmm. Um, And then during the coronavirus, she was still being a teacher because school hadn't officially ended yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on top of that, uh, a a mother and a wife. So it's a lot of hats that she had to wear. And I was just starting to feel like, you know, um, I want to take up some of these hats. So I think a a lot of times my response to when I'm dealing with something is to try to busy myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to clean. I'm trying to, you know, and I'm, 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 I'm hiding a lot of it under the guise of I'm trying to help you so that you don't have to do too much. Mm -hmm. But in really, I'm just trying to, like you said, run away from the responsibility of what I'm dealing with or what Mm -hmm. I have to deal with. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think, I think for me, and 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 even now as I'm, I'm I'm thinking back, when I would study scripture, when I would pray, the Lord is teaching me about. So it so first it started with faith, trust, and belief, mm. and um, He was showing me the difference between all three. Yeah, He said it requires. <laughs> so when you become a Christian, it takes faith to believe that. Yeah. My son was raised from the dead, and then I raised them, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Um, but your faith in me can't just stop there. Right. No, 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 no. I take that back. It, it wasn't faith. It was belief.
1: Okay. You
0: believe in my son. You believe what I did. Mm-hmm. But it can't just stop there. You now have to trust me. And trusting is going to take the belief of who I am and what I've done and what I've, what I've already done in your life. Mm -hmm. That's how Mm -hmm. you can trust me. But then at the end, the, the, the ending portion of it, now you're going to have to have faith and faith is going to require a lot of sacrifice. It's going to require, um, you to trust in what I said, and to believe in who I am. So, he sat me down one day and he said, do you truly believe in who I am? I said, yes. He said, do you truly trust me? Mm-hmm. And I said, no. He said, well, you can't have faith in the things that you don't see. You mm. can't have faith in the promises that all the visions that I've already shown you and given you. You can't have faith that I'm going to provide for these things because you don't trust me. Right. And I said, wow. Um, That's powerful. So that, that was, that was that portion. And then, We going into the identity and the manhood, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I gotta find a job. I don't want to do this job, but it's like, you know what? I'll do what I have to do. Just like you said, um, you know, you you'll 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 put on a uh, orange jumpsuit for your for your daughters. Oh yeah, I I, I would do the same for 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 your daughters. And uh,
1: (laughs) right, exactly.
0: um, And to extend that even further, you know. I would do a job that I don't want to do in mm. order to provide for my family. Mm. You know, I do what I have to do. I make that sacrifice. Even though I may not want to, I make that sacrifice. And um I'm, I'm I'm at that point where it's like, I need this job, I need a job, I need a job, I'm looking for jobs, I'm applying to jobs, and um I'm 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 reading scripture again, I'm studying, and he he brings me to uh um, I want to say it was it may have been Colossians I can't remember what scripture it was but it was about identity mm-hmm. and um, um, he sat me down again with that that challenging conversation your identity is not in me mm. And I'm thinking like of course it is like I'm a Christian he said that's just a title. Mm. your heart, your mind, your your mind, your soul is not in me. Mm-hmm. It's not on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's impacting your love for me. And I said, wow. Okay. So your identity is not in a job. is not in how much of a good father you are, how much of a good husband you are, what you wear, what you drive, um, uh, what type of house you live in. It's not in any of those things. Your identity is in me. Right. And then where your identity is in me, then that impacts every other aspect of your life. You're a better father. You're a better husband. You mm-hmm. don't care about what job you do. You'll take any job because yes. your identity is in me and you'll do everything. You'll work unto me, just like the scripture says. Mm-hmm. So then I'm being challenged with that. So, um, in the midst of all that and trying to really work through all of those things, um, shutting down with my wife, I'm not being as, uh, um, vocal i'm not speaking as much i'm kind of being a lot a lot more lackadaisical about things and and handling things and mm-hmm. and um um i think i think she definitely noticed um but of course me being a man being me being prideful it's like you know i'm gonna deal with it like no nah, i'm good you know yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good i'm good i'm good and i realized how much that was hurting our marriage um, and it's, it's happened before. And it's something that I do struggle with because I, 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 I do have a habit of, of um, I'm pulling back mm-hmm. and, instead of turning toward her, I'm turning away from her mm-hmm. um, and it's impacting our intimacy and et cetera, et cetera. So um, um, that, that was the challenge for me. Um, that was the biggest challenge for me. And then like I said, in the midst of just not feeling fulfilled, um, just feeling like my business is not where I want it to be, my photography business is not where I want it to be. Um, I'm not getting any leads, of course, mm-hmm. because of COVID, people are nervous. Um and then the business that I want to start, I just feel stuck. I feel like I don't have the money to invest in it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't um I don't know where to go, what to do, and 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 how to move forward with it. So um, a lot of that was just, like I said earlier, was just a huge weight and a huge boulder, and, and um, I'm gonna pass it along. I'm gonna I'm share um, something profound that happened two weekends ago. Two weekends okay.
1: ago. Okay.
0: Which is that breakthrough, like kind of how you share you and your wife y'all went to counseling and it to helped mm-hmm. y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna share that, but I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a pass it on. I've been talking
1: a lot. Are you good, man? This this is this is therapy in and of itself. Um, you know, and I know some brothers that's going through, and even some sisters. You know, hear what we got to say as men from our perspective is going through. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about pride, right? <laughs> and uh, in my mind, my mind is just pew, pum pum. It's just going off because that's something God had to deal with me on. Mm-hmm. And even when you're talking about staying busy, because then let, let me deal with the busyness first, is it wasn't a fact of me trying to say I'm helping my wife like ease the load off of her. It was mm-hmm. so she doesn't view me as a lazy man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and even people on the outside like, Oh, he's lazy. He don't want to work. You know, he ain't nah. I I had a desire to work. And in fact, I was going to, um, before everything I shut down career fairs, mm-hmm. I was going to career fairs. I was, um, up at five, four thirty in the morning putting in my application and resumes to different places because I was like, you know, that, you know, hopefully they see that, uh, this, Young man is putting in his stuff early. You know, I remember an older older lady. she's since gone on to be with the Lord. She was talking. This was back in high school. She was like, "Y'all don't need to be going to no job at eleven, twelve, and asking if y'all hiring because they thinking y'all just rolled out the bed." She's like, "Nah, you better be up early in the morning before mm. they even open up, waiting outside the doors asking for an application because that's gonna show that you want to work. Mm. You know that you have a drive to work, and so that's going through my mind. So I, I wake up quite early to do that and. You know, and and plus, they gave me time before I started watching my kids or before I watched the kids um, to kind of have time to myself, to my devotion, um, you know, spending time with God, you know, and even um, putting in those resumes, application, critiquing my resume, critiquing my cover letter, um, making sure punctuation is correct, everything. Um, But like you were saying, like how God was dealing with your identity, uh it was with me too, because I found myself kind of coming to the conclusion that my identity as a man was being defined in a job
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know and and uh not really trusting god
2: mm-hmm.
1: and part of that let me say this too a part of the the reason why I left the the most current employer was um I was frustrated with myself because mm. everybody that told her, i was like yeah i'm leaving leaving a company going to new and they was like oh man you got a ministry job and i got disappointed mm. because everybody knew like yeah you know trey he went to school for this you know he got he you know got the masters of divinity we got the bachelor's in this You know he's in church and and so the first thing out it was like oh man you got a ministry job I was like nah it's another way and so that that started to kind of disappointing frustration with myself and yeah that's when I was like you know what I was like damn I just snapped and I was like I was just so frustrated with myself Mm -hmm. and you know you throw in the other stuff as well Um, and so I'm really trying to check what I want to do during this time period do I want to go back to warehousing or Uh, find a new avenue. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of like, I was telling my wife, I was like, you know, I said, well, I I can get a job warehousing, you know, and management because that's what I've done for the past 10 years, distribution management, warehouse management. I said, that's easy. Um, You know, I want to do a new avenue, but I was saying that to protect myself Mm -hmm. to the reason why I left well, I just want to, I want to find a new career. Mm-hmm. But the real reason was, you know, I was frustrated. I wasn't following the call of God on my life. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. about Moses's story. I was talking to Sarah. I said, man, I said, I got to talk to some, some theologians on this. Can God pressure your mind to quit something? Mm-hmm. Cause once Moses found out who he really was, he killed that Hebrew and he dips it. <laughs> He was gone for 40 years. He went to the land of Midian, you know, which uh-huh. present day Saudi Arabia. Right. And discovered who he was in a wilderness place. And this is in a wilderness place right now that you and I have gone through that I've discovered, you know, and I, I mean, I, I don't mean to say discover like as an ah, this is a ha ha moment, but really have discovered how faithful God is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here. I mean lights all on in the room, you know what I'm saying. My marriage has made it stronger, mm. you know what I'm saying uh we're good here, yeah, and i i I was searching for jobs without God mm. Mm. Come and on. I end up taking another job that I quit three days later because it wasn't for me, mm right? We looked at the money. I mean, this job was paying buku money, but it wasn't for me. Yeah. And I heard God say, I've got something better that's not for you. And I ignored him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm going to fast forward. I know we kind of crunched for time. Let me fast forward. The other day we went on a walk. Um, And then me and me and Jamal been on our health kick. You know, we really decided to you know, take our health back. And I say this for this reason is because You know, one, we seeing, you know, increase of obesity because of coronavirus and probably with obesity, you're going to see some other diseases on the rise, like, you know, diabetes and certain cancers and then stress levels. And so it's not good for us to eat and stress, but see, we can control the eating. We can control food. The other stuff on the back burner, I can't control that, And it's frustrating. So I was like, you know what? It's not going to be of a benefit for me to stress and eat and put on unnecessary weight so I'm taking I'm taking control of that and I'm going to get my get my exercise on. Mm. Um me and my wife, we went on a walk trying to make sure we get our steps in. I got my my Apple Watch on. Shout out to mm-hmm. Apple if you want to sponsor this. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so we went on a walk and she was saying she said Trevor, you know, she said you got to look at all what God has done for us during this time period. She said if you never would have left that job. Mm. She said you and Jamal never would have started that podcast. Mm. She said, you never would have watched this. I got a job as a youth pastor. She said, you probably would have never took that job as a youth pastor because you would have used your work as an excuse not to do it because you're making, one, a whole lot of money, two, and the time that you're there. Mm. She said, now, she said, three, she said, also, look at what God's done for her. You know, my wife has launched a ministry helping young women. Mm. Uh, You know, she's got products. I mean, she's already selling out a product. -hmm. I mean, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Our marriage, whereas it was already on the rocks, is strong. And I mean, it's strong because we just came through a a hard storm. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, uh, I'm starting a new job soon. Mm -hmm. I've got the job accepted. And this is this, this this is this. When I interviewed for this job, they said we have never came across anybody. Mm-hmm. With your degrees and your background in in um, warehouse management, mm-hmm. I'm talking about when I'm saying this job fell from heaven. Trust me when I tell y'all. I'm not gonna get full disclosure just yet. Um, I do start next Wednesday, which would be the July 22nd. So that'll be my first day. This job will allow for anything on the outside for me to do. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to go back and do a PhD, I can do that. If I wanted wow. to go over here and do that, I can do that. You know, this is this is an awesome job. This is the job my wife and I, we prayed for. I called my pastor. Um, and in fact, I interviewed the first time, they called me back for the second interview. I, I text him. I said, Hey, I just wanna I said, Can we pray uh, before I take this second interview? It's a major interview. I said, It's with vice presidents. And really? he said, Yeah. And so we prayed. He said, man, I just really feel like God wants you to have this job. Like God is going to bless you with this job. Right? That day of the interview, my wife clearly heard the Holy Spirit say they're going to offer Trevor the job. Mm. I heard the Holy Spirit say, calm yourself because the job is yours. Mm. Interview, interview. Right? After the interview, they said, we got some more interviews to do. We're going to let all candidates know on Friday or the following week, so they would have let us know today if you're going to move on to the next step. So, in my mind, like, man, they got more steps, they got more interviews. I just made that voice up in my head, mm-hmm. right? Fast forward the interview was this past Tuesday, uh, Wednesday. We're getting ready for Bible study, of course, it's virtual because of coronavirus. Um, fired up my laptop email shot through with, with the lady's name on it and it said resume and I was like oh it's probably some delayed email response so I clicked it and it said I am so delighted to offer you this position we enjoyed you, we enjoyed the wow. interview you know and I was like what? I had to look at that thing again. I was like, <laughs> You crazy. I mean, we just my wife and I, we went up in a big shout because we were praying and we were believing God. We were we were fasting and praying in our scriptures, you yeah. know, just saying, God, at the appointed time, you're gonna bring us in to where you would have us be. And so I just say all of that to say, man, this time period has really shown me what having faith in God can do mm. what having a sincere relationship with God. And as a man, I'm reminded, I like that. I like in second Chronicles chapter 20, uh, when Jehoshaphat got word of the attack of the Ammonites, uh, I think it's the uh, Moabites and the men of Mount Seir. Uh, they were getting ready to ramsack Judah. And so he admits one, he was afraid. And so he went to uh, call for prayer. So admit, he admitted he afraid. So I said, I, in my honesty with God, I said, God, I'm afraid that I'm a, my car is going to get repossessed during this time period. Money's going to run out. Bills are going to uh, not be paid. Um, so I started admitting all these fears. Mm-hmm. And then I started turning away from those fears and say, okay, God, you're this big. You know, according to how the text describes you, you're able to do this. I look back over my life and see all the stuff that God has brought. For us. I said, God, if you're able to do that, you can do this. You know, Mm. but I like when it gets down to the portion of the text where it talks about how the men of Judah led their wives, children and infants to the temple to pray Mm. the men led. Mm. And so I said, man, I said, I've got to start doing a better job of leading my home because we're the priest. And so uh, God's not going to take uh, everybody else through and not take the priest through prior if he's going to be preaching to everybody how to right. overcome. Right. Because there's going to come a point in come time on. when our wives go through something. And dun, we got dun. to be, come on now. Dun, I get a witness? <laughs> you know. And we've got to preach and encourage them. You know, our children, we got to preach. Like, look, man, we've been through that. I'm going to tell you, the same God that brought us through is the same God that's going to bring y'all through. Because Paul mm. said in the book of Romans that God has no respect of person.
2: Mm.
1: And I'm gonna tell you what really helped me, man. I told my wife about that analogy you talked about with uh, swimming lesson. You gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta say that. And <laughs> <laughs> definitely, that thing blessed me so I'm serious.
0: Mm. And on, honestly, I I don't even remember it in full detail, man. Like that, I, that's how I know that was a Holy Spirit, man, because it just it just came out of nowhere. But as you were talking, I um uh I I, I want to go back. Um, you know, this, this is a message for the ladies, any, any woman who are, who are listening to this, who may have a fiance, who may have a husband, um, whatever the case may be, um, from a man's perspective, you have to understand that, um, your, your support means the world. Yes. Um, it means the world. Oh, yeah. When whenever he's down, whenever he's 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 not doing well emotionally, whatever it is, your support means the world. And um, every man is different. I know for me, a simple hug, like a real like just intimate hug, a kiss on the cheek, you know, to just you know whatever like like those simple things mean the world to me when my wife does those things especially when she knows something is going on every man does not like to talk Mm -hmm. every man does not like to sit and pour out his emotions especially Mm -hmm. to his wife Mm -hmm. um so those little those 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 little things that you do in support of him mean the world and um, the external pressures of of leading a family, of being the man of the household, yes. it's a lot. It's a especially lot, especially when you feel like your wife is 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 looking at you a certain way, thinks of you in in a certain way, um, 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 may think less of you, mm-hmm. and it may not be those things, but those are external pressures that we go through Mm -hmm. my wife is working but here i am i'm not working she's cooking you know i i I need to do something i need Mm -hmm. to do something i need to do something those external pressures weigh down on us so um i just wanted
1: to say that your support means a lot let me let me say that too because that is please women that is key if you're married or you are about to be married trust me Y'all will go through a time like this. You you will. Because, I mean, Jesus says, and especially if you're a believer, watch this in John chapter 16. In this life, it's see chapter, uh, verse 31, or uh, uh, down 31 to 33, he said, in this life, you're going to have troubles, trials, tribulations. Over in 2 Corinthians, Paul says we are troubled on every side, but yet not uh, distressed, uh, calm or per- uh persecuted, not destroyed, you know we're gonna have those moments in life. And thus, even in your marriage, you are gonna have those moments mm-hmm. where you're in a valley, uh, or you're on a mountain and then you go on a valley where you might be smooth sailing and all of a sudden you hit a storm out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna be in that boat. And you're gonna say, master, master, do with doeth not thou carest that we perish. I like that King James. <laughs> but let's put it in that that new school spin. Hey man, you, you about to wake up and calm this storm. We about to die. you know. Mm-hmm. You're going to have moments like that. And when your man goes through, if you are a godly woman, you know, you saved, sanctified, fine, baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, Mm -hmm. you speaking in tongue, evidence, you know. (laughs) The most godliest thing you can do is, one, open your arms up Mm -hmm. and let that man put his head on your chest and weep. And you not say a word of in, in 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 judgment. See, I told you so. Don't say that. Don't do anything in judgment or saying. See, I told you so. You should have listened. Don't do that because he's already going through a whole lot. Yeah. Because men operate, whether we want to admit it or not, off of pride and respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when either one of those damaged, you can have it's like an injured animal. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to fight because they don't know what you're coming to do. I mean, we're hurt. And so we're trying to protect that hurt. Mm -hmm. But what you do, open your arms up and let them weep on your chest, on your bosom. Mm -hmm. The second thing you can do is lay your hands on him and pray.
0: Pray. Come on.
1: Come on. And pray. Pray for his mind. Come on. Because the devil the devil would rather war against the man. Because watch this. A child can get saved. And we say, Oh, you know, God bless him. You know, hey, hey, man. Snap a couple pictures at baptism. Woman gets saved. Maybe a child in the home might get saved. But when a man gets saved, the whole household gets saved. Mm-hmm. So we're dealing with spiritual warfare that's on the whole because we're called to be the head of the home, the priest of the home. You know, that's why you see in Scripture oftentimes men waking up in the early morning hours to go and pray and seek God. They're setting pace for the household for the day. And Mm -hmm. so that's I mean, we're dealing with pressure from the world as how how a man is defined, how a man is redefined, trying to figure out what side of the fence we on when it comes to that definition. And it's pulling us away from God. It's pulling mm-hmm. our identity out of scripture instead of looking at scripture, because Paul said, "A man don't work, he don't eat." In Second Thessalonians, because they quit working because they were waiting on the second coming. Of Christ he said, "Uh, uh-uh, wait a minute." He said, "We came to y'all. We didn't. We didn't get nothing for free. We paid for our stuff because we, you know, we took our talents and our treasures. And so, if yep. there's something inside of your man that you know that he is very talented in, that at this time period where he may be out of work, say, you know what, baby, you are very skillful." In you know building tables or uh, working on cars, whatever he may or cook, you know, let me get you some resources and set you up. Mm-hmm. And boom, that man got a full blown business. Mm-hmm. Instead of sitting around judging him and arguing with him, you know, you you let him come in and and rest his head on your on on your chest on your shoulder and just cry and let it out. He has to let that stuff out because it's going to build up so much. It's tearing him up on the inside. And then you put your hands on him and you pray and you plead the blood of Christ over his life.
0: Mm. And to to add, this is, this is not to beat up on the ladies because I want to, I want to say something towards the man too. Um, You know, especially if you're married, if you're married and you're going through something like this, respect, her feelings.
1: Yes, you do.
0: I struggle with that. Mm. In the early part of our marriage and even during this kind of whole situation, respect her feelings. Mm -hmm. Respect how she's feeling because both of you are going through it. Yeah. Both of you are going through it. And Mm -hmm. and all it takes, you know, I, I talked about this on Instagram. I put this on this uh put this on Instagram last night. All it takes is humility. Yes. Um and to, to kind of briefly share what I was talking about, the Lord gave me this revelation. We had went canoeing yesterday and the Lord gave me this revelation as it pertains to canoeing. When two professional canoers or rowers are, are in the boat, they are super in sync. Mm-hmm. So if you translate that to marriage, imagine just how beautiful that can be. And I think the the most, the, the topmost, most, uh, I think I listed it as a number three, but the, I think the topmost. Um, characteristic or trait that we can resemble to help us become more in sync is humility. Yeah, Be humble enough to say, you know what? My husband is going through this. Um, I I don't know how he's feeling. Mm
1: -hmm. I don't
0: understand. You can even share that because there's nothing wrong with saying, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. I I would rather my wife say, I don't understand than to say, well, why don't you do this? Well, why don't you do that? Why don't you just, it's like a man doesn't want to hear that.
2: Mm -hmm. And um, Mm -hmm.
0: a a lot of times um, a man isn't looking for guidance from his wife or advice. Mm -hmm. He's just expressing himself. This is how I feel. This is what's going on. And all I'm looking for is just for you to love me, to let me know, remind me that you still love me, that you still respect me, Mm -hmm. that you're still there for me and that you're not going to leave me. And I think that takes humility on the man's part. Be humble enough to accept her feelings, be humble enough to to open up about what you're dealing with and not Mm -hmm. leaving her out in the dark Mm -hmm. and be humble enough to say, I can't do this on my own. Yeah, I can't get through this situation on my own as much Mm -hmm. as I would like to try. I know for me, I'm always trying to do it myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I think you mentioned too, you, you applied to this job, you took the job because you just wanted a job. Yeah, and that was part of you taking it upon yourself. So be humble enough to say, "I can't take this upon myself." Work together with your spouse. If you're a believer in the Most High God of Israel, um, 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 partner with God. Let God have His way and do His thing, and and get through it. Just I like I like I like what you brought up with the disciples being in the boat and they telling them, "Hey, look, wake up! You sitting here sleeping. We going through a storm. Wake up! Calm this thing down." It took some humility on their part to say, We need him. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, Come it doesn't it, it doesn't matter what we do on this boat. We can change the rudders. I don't even know the boat lingo, but we can do this, we can do that. But it's not helping. We yeah. need
1: him. And, and watch that, this, and you even had a few of them that were experts.
0: Mm, mm,
1: yeah. So <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fishermen. Come on. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, 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 it takes a huge amount of humility and being able to put aside your pride on both the man and the woman's part.
1: And to, even, I think, too, Jamal, even what he's doing in that, that story, when Jesus is sleeping, he's telling us what to do when a storm arises. Mm, rest. A Come on. Exactly. That's the most godliest thing you can do. That's mm. why it's in there in Genesis, and God rested on the seventh day it's Mm -hmm. the most godliest thing you can do is rest even when i remember, man i remember uh as a as once you can start recollecting memory i remember i used to cry so much when it stormed i was so afraid and uh, my grandmother said i felt so bad for your mom and dad just used to go sweep you out of bed i remember when she would come grab me out of the bed and put her in her bed and -hmm. i would fall fast asleep And from that point on, I've always slept on stars. Like, for me, it's the most perfect time to sleep. But I always go back to that story. And even when I'm going through in life, uh, you know, I'm reminded of how Jesus slept in the boat. And he says, oh, ye of little faith. Mm-hmm. You know, and they understood what a storm meant on the sea to them at that particular time to they thought it was death. Even when Jesus walked on the water and it was like, Oh, it's a ghost. They meant they interpreted that as death was coming. But Jesus said, "Where you see death, I see life, I see opportunity. Mm. Come on.
0: This turned into a whole sermon.
1: Boy, um, when that Holy Ghost get them moving, oh bye, 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 bye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Psalm Psalm thirty seven. I've been studying Psalm and uh uh, the the book of Psalms and, and Matthew, as of recently, but I stopped at thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. Psalm thirty-seven, verse. Um, start at five. Yeah, I'm gonna start at five. Commit your way to the Lord. Uh-huh. Trust in Him, and He will act, mm. making your righteousness your righteousness shine like the dawn, your justice like noonday. Mm. All right, now verse seven be silent before the Lord and wait expectantly for him. Mm. Be silent before the Lord and wait expectantly for him. And you made me think about that when you said, "Um, you know, Jesus, Jesus was showing us an example in that story. He was mm-hmm. asleep during the storm. He was sleeping. He sleep. was resting. He wasn't worried. He woke up, calmed it, probably went back to sleep. Yeah. He was, he was, he was fine. And I think, I think, you know, it's showed perfectly in that Psalm 37, verse 7. Mm-hmm. Wait for the Lord. Be silent before be silent before the Lord and wait for him. Yeah. Just rest. Rest. Just just sit, rest. Trust in him. Be silent. And be silent is not necessarily be quiet, but it's just quiet your soul. Quiet your mind. Quiet your heart. Sit there. Be patient and relax. Trust in me. I got you.
1: Yeah, and watch this. That flows in perfectly with, uh, um, I think his name is, is Jehaziel in um, Second Chronicles 20. Um, he, when he arose after they fasted, prayed, worshiped, praying, he arose and said this. He said, don't be afraid and mm-hmm. don't panic because of this huge army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. That's good. So you prayed, you fasted, you worshiped, you did everything you can spiritually. You praying, God, I know you. You know, take confidence in that that He heard you, like He told Daniel. Uh, the messenger told Daniel in chapter things, Daniel chapter ten. He said God heard you the first time, but mm. I had to war. Mm. You know, I had to send for Michael and to come war against the prince of Persia. Trust me, there's some things in the spirit realm that's fighting against you. Mm. You know, and preventing you from getting to the place that God would have you go. Mm -hmm. Don't get frustrated that God did not hear you say, I've heard you the first time and he's Mm -hmm. working on your behalf. And so take your rest like this. Enjoy this time with your family and your wife, because Mm -hmm. the enemy wants you as a man stressed completely out, because Mm -hmm. not only is going to tear you up, it's going to tear your home up. You're going to start fighting with your wife more often, uh, snapping on your kids for little stuff that you didn't snap over. But at the same time, God's like, God is, and like you said, you've been studying Matthew. Watch this. He dealt with me on that. You can't serve two masters because you're going to love one and hate that. You can't serve God and money. Yeah. You know, and I was serving money. I was attracted to money. I was just putting in applications and resume because of money and ignoring the responsibility that came with it.
0: Yeah. You know? That's good That's So good.
1: you know trust that God Is going to fight for you and that he already is Fighting on you mm. um, Secondly uh, Take your rest Rest man some of y'all are are Seriously mentally tired mm. And physically Drained And you at the point of like Like you were saying Jamal you don't know what you want That's fine if you say just be honest with me I wish I would have told my wife at one point In time I don't know what I want to do Mm-hmm. Instead of just applying, applying, and she said that she said I feel like you just applying just to appease me. Mm-mm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: oh,
1: snap! Mm-hmm. It's getting really here. <laughs> but man, I tell you, if you are, if you truly have a godly marriage, I remember I never forget this man. He said, "I heard the voice of the Lord." and He said it sounds a lot like my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of y'all get that on your way to Chick Fil A him mm. a little bit, <laughs> but man, I I read that. I gotta let you. I gotta give you this book too, man. Um, by Max Licato called "You'll Get Through This." Mm. Oh God Almighty! Oh, I can I can preach off of that. I can read the series off of that. He was talking about the story of Joseph. He said, man, Joseph, he had these dreams, you know, he's telling his brothers and all his brothers got jealous and his brothers sold him to the Ishmaelites, quote unquote, their cousins, you know, come from Ishmael. Uh, they took him all the way to Egypt, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he got sold in the Potiphar house. Potiphar wife was trying to sleep with him, but he kept honoring God. So she lied on him. And, you know, so he had a hard life. But this thing, this thing blessed me right here. He says, he said, we got to learn to stop breezing through the scripture so fast he said because joseph was in the pit for quite some time you know uh he said sometimes we just got to take our hat off and hang our hat on that scripture and park right there for a few minutes and just hang out there mm. you know and yeah. so um but one thing else he said too man he said what the devil has woven against you for so many years god is unweaving that during this process and it's That's painful good. It's painful. I was telling my wife about that, yes, uh, Tuesday, matter of fact. No, Wednesday, right before that email came through that I got the job. And I said, I said, sometime, um, um, you know, and I'll finish up with this. I said, sometime that, um, uh, you know, when God is unweaving stuff, I imagine it like a dog that's been abused for some time mm. with a chain around his collar. And when they're taking that chain off of that uh, around the dog's neck and it has you know, engrafted itself into the dog. Mm. It's painful. Mm. And so you're remo- you're removing abuse, mm. physical, mental, verbal abuse. You're mm. you're 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 removing all of that and it's painful. And God said, I'm giving you new skin. I'm giving mm. you a new oh. coat. Woo. Come through, Come Holy Ghost. Let me let me digress. We're gonna we gotta pick this up, man. We gotta pick this back up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm to drop this real quick. Cause I know I mentioned it before. Um, so two weekends ago I had, uh, wife and I went over to uh, our spiritual parents' house. Um, long story short, uh, he ended up praying, uh, for me. Um, and it was man, it was completely God. He mm. and I hadn't spoken to him probably in two weeks, two or three weeks, maybe. So he didn't know what was going on, what I was dealing with. He's touching on identity. You know, he's saying, God is saying, your identity has always been in me. You know, Mm -hmm. your manhood is not defined by a job. Your manhood is not defined by this. Your manhood is not defined by how much money you're making. He's just touching on so many things Mm -hmm. that I was praying about, that I was dealing with about. And um, towards like kind of like the the end of the prayer, his wife, she comes over to me and she says, I'm going to go ahead and be obedient. She takes my glasses off my face. Mm. Literally right after that, mm. the tears are flowing, man. And then he says, mm. uh, he says, um, he starts taking his hands and he's he's rubbing them down my back as if he's swiping something off. Mm. He's saying the weights are being lifted, the burdens are being mm. lifted. I'm Come swiping on. away everything that's mm. been keeping you down. And then he starts grabbing on my rib cage and he's like, the father is strengthening you. God is strengthening you right now. He's building your strength back up. My, your back my, my. has been worn down, but he's building up your back. He's building up mm. your bones. He's strengthening you now to walk again and to, and to be confident again, be confident in yourself, be confident in me, be confident in your identity, be confident in your manhood. And he's just, throwing out all these things. And what was another interesting part was he looked over at my wife. He looked at my, and he said, this, this has nothing to do with you. He mm. said, it's not your fault. He said, you're receiving the butt end of what he's dealing with because you're married to him. And of course the enemy is going to attack the spouse first. Come on now. He said, um, it has nothing to do with you, but, but the main thing that you can continue to do is to love, support, and pray for your husband. Pray for yes. him. Continue to pray for him. We're both in there crying and 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 it's just it's amazing. So that was that was super encouraging for me to just let me know that God is listening.
1: Yeah. And I want to share this with
0: the brothers as well. Oh yeah. God is listening. He sees you. Yes. He sees the tears. He hears your prayers. Yes. He hears your your wife's prayers. Mm. He knows what you're going through. He's always knew what you're going through. He knew what you were going to go through before you even got to this point. Yeah. He's already taking care of the situation that you're dealing with now. Yeah. He's already gone before. The way I try to remind myself and look at it is um God isn't just taking care of a situation. Mm-hmm. He's already gone 20 years ahead of me. Come on here. He's already t- he he's already taken care of this situation. He's taking care of five more.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and he's probably working on another one 50 years from now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's already gone before it is already
1: done. He's about to put you in a place where he wants you Mm -hmm. because it's going to be an endless amount of benefits for you. You -hmm. know, let me say, let me say this uh, about this, because we have a thing with men and pride and we don't want to pray all the time. Mm -hmm. I know what, I know what the scripture, Jesus said that even before you pray your father in heaven already knows what you have need of. It does not mean don't pray. Exactly. What that means is when you don't pray is I can handle it. Mm-hmm. But when I get on my knees and say, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I stretch my hands to you. I don't know anybody else that can help me in this situation, but God took care of it right there. Yes. You know, exactly. he, he handled it. So uh, please, brothers, just pray. And even wives pray for this during this time period. Definitely. When definitely, man's definitely. going through.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have to t- we to have to touch on this again, man. Maybe we'll oh, bring on someone else or something, or we'll just oh, yeah. you know, continue the conversation. But um this is definitely good, definitely good. Yeah. Um, thank you all for listening. Um thank you all for supporting us. Thank you for joining us, joining this discussion. We love feedback. Hop on our Facebook page, uh, you know, write us a post, um, send us a message, go on our uh, go to our Instagram send us a DM comment on one of our posts. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know you love the content. Um, And um, even if you want prayer, if you want prayer, you have prayer requests. uh, We will pray for you as well. Thank you all so much. We love you guys. Talk to y'all soon. Peace.
1: Deuces.